Nicole and Brittany, and together we're here to help you figure out what's right for you in your wellness in this fast-paced world. Welcome back, guys, to In Touch Podcast. This is Nicole, and Britt's here with me, too. Um, today, our topic is going to be about birth control, um, but more so our own journeys with birth control and kind of how it has led us into um, the wellness practices we have today. Um, but before we get started on that, Britt wanted to read something and um, to take a moment to do a little mindfulness exercise. So I'm going to hand it over to her and she can start us off with that. Thanks, Nicole. So I'd really like us to just take a pause to take a deep breath. If you are able to safely place your feet flat on the floor so you feel nice and grounded. And if you can put your hands or your hand on your stomach, we'll just take two to three deep breaths, just noticing how our stomach rises and falls with each in and out breath. If you are able and you're comfortable to, you can close your eyes and keep breathing deeply into your stomach for a count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Hold your breath. We'll hold that for a count of five, four, three, two, one. And then we're going to breathe out slowly for a count of five, four, three, two, one. One. And let's do it again. Breathing in for five. Hold for five. And out for five. And just noticing your breath again. Breathing in for five. Maybe you're clenching your jaw, your your shoulders. Just relax as you breathe in. Hold that breath for five. And breathe out for five. We'll do it one more time. Breathing in for a count of five. Deep into the belly. Into your chest. Into your lungs. Hold that breath. And a nice exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Great. So now we can just slowly come back um, to wherever we are in our day. Hopefully you're able to take a mindful moment and hopefully you didn't close your eyes while you're driving or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for doing that. I always, it always is amazing to like come back to something as simple as breathing practice and like really realize how just something so simple can like regulate our nervous system so quickly Mm-hmm. And it's like a great way to get us out of a fight or flight moment. Like say we have something really stressful happening, um, you know, whether short-term or long-term in our lives going on and just take that moment. And I think people don't even realize like, oh, I can't meditate. I can't meditate. Like that is a meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing like deep breathing and concentrating on your breathing. I um, know. And it sounds so silly, but like we really don't even a lot of times give ourselves, you know, three deep breaths an hour, let alone taking a couple of minutes to do something like that right well yeah. I hope everyone's rejuvenated now because I definitely am after doing that it brings some more oxygen to my brain <laughs> <laughs> um and I just wanted to do kind of like a PSA before we kind of dive in too much into the topic of it and I know Britt you kind of probably agree with me on this um that this 
us talking about birth control and our opinions on birth control, as well mm-hmm. as the knowledge that we've gained scientifically about birth control. Um, it's not to persuade or to shame anyone into mm-hmm. going on birth control, whether it be hormonal or whatever, um, or getting off of it. Um, this is really just kind of for now, we'll probably do another episode about more of like the scientifics of birth control and like what that changes. Um, yeah. But this is more about like our journey with it um, and like our choices that we've made with it. Um, so I just wanted people to know that like we're not here to like pressure anyone into doing anything that they don't feel comfortable with. Um, and we would never want to do that. Um, always, you know, see your provider, whether it be a gynecologist um, or your doctor before going on or off any medications of any kind. Yeah. And you're totally right in alignment with how I feel about it. And I know we've had that discussion. Um, Seriously, I don't think I would have the career that I have today without birth control. So, and we'll get into that too. Like there is a time and a place for all of that for sure. Um. But we're going to give you our opinion, our experience, the research that we've done. And I think we'll just deliver it in a really um, sort of like non, I don't know. I don't want to say like not in a professional way, but more in like a personal way. Like, I don't think we should cloud this too much with all of the scientific research, which is like amazing. But I just think we're going to approach it more of our own personal experience the research we've done and compile that and just like we have done our research and and have listened to other people's opinions take what you want from this do what you want with it but ultimately it's your body your choice consult with your medical providers and take all these little nuggets of information and and do what you want with them yeah definitely um so this topic actually we've I don't know if I said it earlier but we've we've talked about this before we did um, before you started the podcast as like a tester, we did an Instagram live together. Um, and we talked for like, I think like an hour at least on this topic. And we we're like, we definitely can talk more about this. And we wanted to do it in a more in a platform that it could save on because the Instagram live definitely didn't save. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to start and like, start yeah. talking about your journey and like sure and if there's anything like you can add please feel free to do mm-hmm. that and if like you agree or, or if anything comes up for you too um but I'll get right into my history with birth control I want to say I was about 14 15 years old it seemed like I got my period later than a lot of my girlfriends did and when I finally did get it it came on with a vengeance it was almost like for the time that I had missed out on it was making up for very quickly (laughs) Uh, everything between like hormonal acne really bad cramps mood swings um, just overall like really not feeling like myself and I was presented right around like the same time that I got my period maybe half a year later to go on birth control that was as recommended by not only my doctor, but my mom and my grandma were both really big proponents for it because they both, my mom had an experience where it cleared up her acne. It helped her with any like issues around her period and cramps. And my grandma had this mindset of 
look at how fortunate you are to have this pill at your fingertips. Like when I grew up, we just had to deal with it and times were so much harder. So it was really looked at as this privilege, as this way of becoming a woman. And this is just what we do now. And thank God that we have this wonderful pill that will take away all of our problems. So that was really my mindset going into it. I wasn't super healthy growing up, but I wasn't super unhealthy either. I always stayed active. I always liked vegetables, um, but I didn't live like a very healthy lifestyle in the sense that like I still ate pizza a lot. I didn't know how to manage my stress. Um, you know, it just wasn't as mainstream as it is now to have that knowledge of really treating yourself, mind, body, and spirit and starting there. Maybe if I made some of those lifestyle adjustments that I know about now, I could have avoided going on the pill altogether. I wasn't correlating that maybe some of my choices I was making was what was really wreaking havoc on my hormones where I just thought, there's something wrong with me because I'm a woman and I have these really bad cramps. So let's cover up any sort of pain that I'm having by taking the pill. So it was really empowering to get on it. I was supported by my family. I grew up being raised by like my mom and my grandma. So having that like female influence and not so much as like having the father figure who was stepping in to try to say like, no, I don't want my daughter going on birth control. Um, It was just very supported. So I um, was also told it was part of my family history to have like ovarian cysts, to have endometriosis, to have all these things going on with reproductive um, organs to begin with. So in my mind at that time, and I don't know if I was told this or if I connected the dots, but it was like, that'll make all those problems go away if I get on the pill, not so much heighten them. Um, So throughout my late teens, early 20s, I did start to have um, some uterine health issues. I did have cysts on my ovaries. I did have things like endometriosis. But it seemed like all around that same time was when I started getting healthier, too. I became more aware of taking in a lot of water, eating better, um, more whole foods and and things like that. So between being on birth control and making some lifestyle choices, none of my like endometriosis or reproductive health issues that I was having was like stopping my quality of life. I was aware of them, um, but it was like I didn't get those really bad cramps anymore and things like that. So I I don't know if it was like the birth control kind of covered up symptoms that I had or what was going on in retrospect. Um, but needless to say, by the time I turned 26, I had been on birth control now for about 10 12 years and I decided that in order to be in alignment with who I am as a person that I wanted to start reducing as much synthetic input that I put into my body as possible and I was doing that in all different ways and it really just clicked one day of thinking to myself and almost putting that shame on myself of how can I be this proponent of holistic health and wellness 
when I am taking synthetic uh, hormonal birth control. So, and that, that's what I took. I was always on the pill. I was always really good about remembering to take it. That was never hard for me. I know a lot of my friends struggled and they'd try different things like a shot or an IUD. And um, I didn't have any problem remembering to take the pill. So that's what I did, was on it for years. And then I just decided on my own to get off of it and to be more in line with my natural lifestyle. I don't recommend this, but I did not consult with my doctor. I just decided I know what I want. And I'm going to get off the pill. I am sick of um, being on it. So I get off of it. I kind of just made this choice. I want to say it was like around, let's say January. I really feel like it was the beginning of a year. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to jump off of it. Didn't consult with the doctors, nothing. Well, I learned a lot more after I got off of it by watching documentaries and just doing my own research of what actually goes on when you're on birth control and, and how you are no longer ovulating and things like that. So I was definitely doing my own research, but I didn't do that research until it was almost too late in the sense of where I realized maybe I should have had a better plan going into it. Um, My cramps were really severe. My acne was out of control. I was super emotional, moody. Um, I was coping with things like eating and alcohol. And I wasn't realizing that I was even coping. Like I just knew that my emotions were really all over the place. So like I would use food as a way to regulate my emotions. And, you know, we all know that that's not a good sustainable behavior to have. Uh, I don't want to say I was necessarily using alcohol to control my emotions, but I would find that every time I drink, even if it was a glass of wine or just like two, three drinks, whatever, I was getting like really emotional. Um, Things would come up about my past that I hadn't dealt with or talked about in years. And I, I was being triggered really easily, like while I was drinking to like, notice something and then it would like start this whole whirlwind and I mean I'm I'm somebody who's I can have a couple of cocktails and not get crazy but it was like all of a sudden that was happening and I wasn't realizing it until afterwards that this was just this emotional response that I had not had for the last 10 years being on birth control. So it really gave me the sense of I was reducing that synthetic drug in my life, which was then now opening up new emotions for me that had been maybe blocked by being on a hormonal birth control. Um, Again, I'm not saying that from like this medical scientific view, but for me in this hindsight, that's what I think was going on. I think that for for my experience of being on the pill, I became almost like I didn't have any emotions. Things wouldn't bother me, but like really happy, fun, exciting things wouldn't like light me up either. So I was just like kind of living in this like neutral. And I don't want to say I was unhappy because I wasn't unhappy or I, you know, I wasn't like sad. I, I don't know. It was just weird. I just wasn't having this like emotional response. Right. 
So to like start having these emotions, I didn't really like know how to deal with them because for the last 10 years, those emotions weren't coming up. So that was one of my biggest side effects to coming off of birth control was like now having this heightened sense of the awareness of my emotions, figuring out how to deal with them. Also, then I was getting these like really bad cramps that would make me just not want to like do um, exercise or leave my house or socialize. So all these things were coming up and I'm like, holy cow, maybe I should get back on the pill because I want my skin to clear up. I don't want to feel this way anymore. Um, and I, I want to be able to function if I have cramps. So then that's when I really started digging more into trying to figure out ways to naturally deal with what I had going on. So I looked more into uncovering things from my emotional health and maybe like taking a deeper dive into issues that I hadn't dealt with in the last 10 years or maybe even issues from childhood that I was able to suppress and and really getting them out on the surface and being honest with them. And, you know, that's something we can definitely talk about on another episode, too, is just like how to deal with those childhood traumas like when they come up again later in life but um the fact that my brain fog had lifted from getting off of the pill made it really clear to me that I had to deal with my emotions because that wasn't a healthy conducive way to be and I like wanted to be happy I didn't want to carry around this baggage so I found ways to cope with those emotions that were coming up and I was able to really get an alignment with my cycle and I decided after reading a couple of books and doing some research that I was going to try to quote unquote fix myself naturally um, by getting an alignment with my cycle because I found that when I started to do that when I was aware of when I was ovulating versus when I was in a follicular state uh, versus when I was bleeding, like if I ate differently, if I did different activities, if I allowed myself to feel different ways, whether it was from wanting to be a social butterfly to wanting to stay in my house, I needed to see where I was like at on my cycle to almost like justify the way that I was feeling. And then it all really started clicking to me. And mm-hmm. it was like, let me set myself up for success with what I eat what activities I'm doing and all of that and I now can say that it's been just about three years like it's definitely about two and a half three years I think in January that I've been off of it I am finally feeling so much in alignment with my cycle Um, I'm not perfect I am far from it but I have so much more validation now of being aware of where I'm at and then being able to help myself in ways that I have found that work for me and just really, I think accepting where I'm at and not being like mad at myself or my body or my emotions when they come up, but just like sitting with it, being with it and being okay with it and knowing that I don't have to cover up my symptoms Um, I can listen to those whispers or maybe screams coming from my body or my mind. (laughs) And I mean, I kind of got off on a tangent a little bit with 
getting in alignment with my cycle and we can talk more about that but I I do want to know obviously about your journey too um you know and now my periods are really regular they're not quite as long too because that was something I was so used to being on the pill and they were super short like three four days at the most Mm -hmm. so then when I would bleed for like seven days or more when I was getting off my pill and and all of that I was getting a little bit nervous like oof, did I do something wrong here like why am I bleeding for so long but now that time has gone by and I've allowed myself to be more mindful of the lifestyle choices I'm finding that now I'm bleeding for like five days um which I'm really happy with that so um so yeah I'll talk more on some things that I've done to get in alignment with my cycle but I just wanted to kind of just give that whole history um of why I got on it why I stayed on it for so long and what happened when I got off of it so um yeah I never get was one to get on it because I was like having sex and didn't want to have a baby um that was not my case and then that's definitely like why I did stay on it for so long like after I even knew that it wasn't the healthiest thing that I could be doing for my body because I wanted to make that sacrifice because I thought that was the only way that I couldn't get pregnant So that way I could be a successful career woman. And I knew then and now like babies aren't a path that I want to be on. So that's how I could justify for so many years too of staying on it because I was willing to make that sacrifice. I didn't have the education piece to know there were other ways of preventing that from happening. (laughs) Um, Right. Yeah. so, So yeah, I think that's pretty much my whole in a nutshell experience um with that so mm-hmm. yeah well, thanks for sharing that <laughs> um yeah I think like the the history of birth control I've been thinking about it a lot lately and how I mean it initially started as birth control like it was it wasn't used to treat cramps and all this other stuff it was literally to make sure that women did not get pregnant which I think is like so amazing and I'm so grateful for because as you said, like we might not have the opportunities that we have right now and like not be able to do what we're doing right now if we didn't have birth control. I mean, so many things in, you know, the past 60 years. Um, But it's also kind of like annoying. It's like, why is this put on women? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, why isn't there a male birth control? It's so annoying to me. That's the other thing that bugs me. It's just like, why does this have to be on women? But I guess we'll get into that another day um but uh the other thing is like so yeah it was used as just strictly that birth control and they found that women started like reporting less cramping and stuff so these the thing is that most people take it for now I mean a lot of people still take it for birth control reasons but like we we didn't it wasn't initially for that so to think that birth control is a cure for your cramps, for your PMS, for whatever it is, it's actually false. It's just like a secondary, you know, mm-hmm. part of taking it. Um, so as you said, like getting in alignment with your cycle and doing other things and trying to find natural solutions is obviously the path that we're both on now. Um, but initially for me, 
I started my period probably when I was in like six, six, sixth going to seventh grade or seventh going to eighth grade. So around like 12 ish. Um, and I started getting mine. I would get mine like regularly in quotes regularly, but every other month. So I'd always skip a month. And like for, you know, a young girl just getting their period, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to have a period every month. That's great. Um, and I know I had some cramping. They were very long, very heavy um, periods, but I only got them every month. So I never really, you know, cared. Um, and I actually went on birth control before I was ever like sexually active. I probably went on, I don't remember the age I was, um, maybe 15, um, or 16 I actually went on because I started getting self-conscious because I noticed hair growth, like on my face, like peach fuzz stuff that we all have. But at that age, I thought, you know, my God, (laughs) I must be the only one. (laughs) Um, and I definitely like have more than normal amount of people do. I still assume, but, um, I went on because I was starting to feel just, I mean, it was just making me depressed the whole thing. So my, told my mom this, like went with her crying one day and she's like, well, do you want to, you know, go on birth control? And I'm like, well, well, we'll go see them and see what they say. And I had this woman that was like, God, she must have been like at least in her 70s. <laughs> so she's like older uh-huh. than birth control itself. Um, and she was like, fine. But she, you know, I basically said, this is why I want to go on it. And she goes, like, this is the this is the fix then. There's no other fix for it. And I'm like, you know, I'm a young kid. I don't know any better. I'm kind of thinking like, really? This is it? This is going to fix everything? Great. So I go on it. Does it really fix it? Not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really didn't, but I felt more at ease. And then obviously, as you become, as I became sexually active, I wanted to stay on it for that reason, because I mean, to this day, I still don't want kids. So um, I stayed on it for those reasons. And it definitely helped with the cramping um, that I would get which was, you know, a big part of it. So then fast forward, I mean, I should say too, I didn't really have, I'm pretty blessed, didn't really have too Mm -hmm. much acne, which was really good. Um, So I didn't take it for that reason, but I mostly had cramps and stuff. Um, So fast forward, I'm going into acupuncture school um, about three years ago, and I decided to go off of it for a myriad of reasons. I had just gotten out of a really, uh, long-term relationship. I was going to school, you know, and, um, I was also in a really depressive funk at that point. So I went off of it. Um, and ever since then, it's kind of been a roller coaster ride of trying to figure out what's going on and learning tons about, you know, just the human body and, um, menstrual cycles and women health and, um, I started to notice too that like hair growth was getting worse and worse. Um, and that's something that, you know, was really embarrassing yeah. for me. Um, I'm trying to try to embrace it more because I'm like, why do I have to shave everything off just because uh-huh. I'm a woman? <laughs> um, and I think every woman should embrace it. And as I get older, I realize like most women shave like every inch of their body anyway. I'm just right. not doing it. <laughs> um, and so with that and my period started to get really funky like it was just they weren't coming regularly um I was 
getting acupuncture regularly at school um, from my peers, um, but they would just, they would be really long. Um, I would go 45 days without getting a period, you know, um, and then the cramps started to get really intense. Like I would be in class and like deep breathing because they, the pain was just so intense that I couldn't even focus. Um, and so I started like going on a formula. One of my teachers gave me and I started to regulate my period and they're just learning about all of this and, um, and also learning how birth control affects you in negative ways. Um, it really confirmed me staying off of it. Um, and obviously I still was concerned about pregnancy stuff. Um, but I also have learned a lot about other ways to prevent. Um, and I don't know if I said I was on hormonal birth control. I was mm-hmm. taking the pill. Um, and yeah, so kind of fast forward, it's like where I am today is I'm still learning a bunch about it um, and keep on reading. I'm very interested in um, using my acupuncture for women's health. That's what I really want to focus on. Um, I really want to help educate women knowing that like cramps are not like mm-hmm. normal they're common but it's not normal and pms and all these other you know acne and all this other symptoms um especially in chinese medicine lens like it's not normal that you know we need to regulate your body we need to regulate your hormones and i mean we, our hormones like rule our body it's even you know before you hit puberty it kind of rules your body like insulin and stuff um and trying to figure out ways to eat um, for my body and to fuel my body to be able to get like peak performance out of my hormones and et cetera. Um, and like you said, Britt, with the whole tuning in with your cycle, I've definitely, I feel very like witchy mm-hmm. some days because I'm always just talking, thinking about where I am in my cycle. And I'm like, oh, is it a new moon? Yeah. Is it a full moon? Or what's yeah. happening with the moon? Um, and you can dive really deep into that stuff, but you don't have to become like witchy and you know all that stuff because <laughs> yeah that's just like fun um but with like cycles I think we had said in our five element episode um we're talking about yin and yang and the fluctuation like in winter you're very yin so you're kind of like introverted and don't really want to you know go out it's the same with our cycle so we have this yin and yang um flow ebb and flow through the whole month you know, during our menstrual cycle. Yeah. So and it reminds, you know, when we're, mm-hmm. and it reminds me too, see, like yeah, if you want a better idea of like yin and yang, um, we did that episode last time on the five element theory. So that would be really cool if you guys are not aware of yin and yang and, and all those cool concepts, you could check that episode out too. Um, but we do have that every month. And I mean, I definitely think that you can talk more on this, but do you really feel like that is what happens throughout our cycle? Like from like the day that we stop bleeding and we start like that follicular phase um, and then we ovulate and then there's the luteal and the menstrual like cycle. Do you see that overlap with like kind of looking at the seasons or the five elements? Um. Like our, like our periods changing with the season. Um, no, really? but like each cycle that we have, like as women. So like, right. Cause I like, that's kind of how I see it in my mind is like either like the four 
seasons or the five elements and just like looking at the stages that we go through in our 28 day or so cycle Mm -hmm. um because that's um yeah i mean we learn it in chinese medicine school strictly more so as like a yin and yang Mm -hmm. type of thing i mean there's also Mm -hmm. other components i can talk about it quickly so like your yin time is when you're bleeding Mm -hmm. right you don't feel like going out you don't feel like partying you're you know you are releasing you know, blood from your system and you need to nourish yourself because you are losing some blood. So in the beginning, the first half, it's all yin time. And then we get to the yang that starts the ovulation, ovulation, you're feeling good, you're feeling sexy, you want to, you know, get it on with your partner, make a baby, that Mm -hmm. type of stuff, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or not, but that's what it's there for. Um, That's your yang time, you're very, you know, vibrant. And then the week leading up to the period, you know, you have a lot of energy um, and stuff. So then can break that down further with Chinese medicine into like your yin, your um, like building blood stage. And then you have your chi stage. And um, so I haven't compared it to like five mm-hmm. element theory mm-hmm. per, like or the five elements. Um, but I see it more as just yin yeah. and yang. Um, Cause that was just stuff. like one thing that like helped me as I was trying to like gauge where I was at in my cycle was I kind of just like, looked at it as like seasons and kind of like when I was bleeding that was like the winter going inward and then after that was like Mm -hmm. that like spring and then I start to ovulate and that's like the summer vibes like where I'm feeling like I want to do more stuff and get out and um and eat lighter foods like no matter what time of year it is and then like the luteal stage was like kind of like winding down like feeling like more of the fall vibes um so that yep, was just kind definitely. of like what helped me when I was getting to know my cycle better and I think maybe just because of my background I like to overly lump things together so it made it easier for mm-hmm. me to kind of to see the big picture yeah um I know what I guess I can talk about what I use for like birth control now mm-hmm for like the true sense of birth control. Um, I don't know what you use. I use like BBT to track mm-hmm. my ovulation uh, and to kind of know like the safest times. And there's apps for people out there. There's a bunch of apps where you can like track your BBT. This is um, BBT, it means basal body temperature. So you have to take your temperature first thing in the morning, like before you even get out of bed, you open your eyes and you put the thermometer in your mouth um, and you write that number down every day and record it. And these apps make a chart for you um, and it'll track and kind of the more you do it and the more months you do it, it tracks your ovulation um, and where you're ovulating, which is, you know, the most accurate way to know when you're ovulating and when's a safe time and when's not to like use other methods, like such as, you know, everyone should be using condoms. That's my PSA, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) to use other methods, say you're in a, like a long-term relationship, but you just don't want a child, maybe using the pull out method um, on top of that. So, I don't know what you use if you use something yeah different. I use an app as well um to be completely honest I don't do the temperature thing I know that that would even solidify things more um I've been with my husband for nine years our plan is not to have babies and I follow my app really well with tracking all sorts of other things and now that I've been doing this for a couple of years like I can definitely tell 
um, when I'm ovulating and then with the help of the app to tell me that I am too, but there's just like certain things that you can tell going on with your body, um, that you are. And so when those are those days of ovulation and I am trying not to have a baby, I just will avoid having sex or, um, use a condom, but that's pretty seldom that, um, I'm in the situation where, I if I don't fully know and I haven't like checked my app in a couple of days, then you know I'll make sure that we're using some sort of protection mechanism. But mm-hmm. I'm in a situation where I don't need to pay quite as much attention. However, it's like oh, that's not my plan either. Um, right. So I'm fortunate to be in that situation. But I think like if I wasn't married and I wasn't in the same situation, I would be more apt to taking my temperature and I know even for me in this situation it's not that big of a deal to do it I just haven't yeah it's really cool to do that even the BBT not even to just track your ovulation but to do it to um kind of track your period if you are like someone like me that has really irregular periods um and you're trying to figure out kind of what hormone imbalance you might have, et cetera, et cetera. You're trying to get pregnant. Um, like this is one of the best ways to do that. It all, can also tell you, you know, if you're having like thyroid yeah. issues or adrenal issues. So um, it's a really good way to help you with whatever you need hormonally speaking. Um, and I think I just wanted to touch on as well like some other reasons why I am not on birth control and probably won't go back on. Um, it definitely like depletes some essential nutrients. I don't know if you probably know about this, right? Yeah. The B6 vitamin and how it depletes um, some others as well. But those are like really important for a lot of things. And especially when it comes to like depression. So you were talking about how you kind of felt you said you weren't not happy, but you had like, this kind of like flat, you know, affect in a way towards things, um, the certain feelings. And I definitely had really bad depression. And I think that I still, you know, get bouts of depression here or there. It's not, you know, something I struggle with and I off birth control. So obviously it didn't help me, I think, you know, when I was on it, that it didn't help the situation. Um, So I think it's important because you're, when you get this medicine, I feel like we don't get told these things that these are the side effects mm-hmm. um, Our, you know, our mothers and our mother's mothers have been on it for, I mean, it's been out for, I think at least yeah. 60 years now, birth control, that it's such a norm that we just assume that it's super mm-hmm. safe. And although it is pretty safe, there are, you know, there are side effects to it. Um, and depression is one of them. And, you know, depletion of nutrients that can cause other things such as skin disorders and um, you know, like eczema and psoriasis. So I think I would just want people and our listeners to really dive into the medicine before they take it or they get off of it or go on it um, and decide if that's something that they want to do. Um, Because I don't think we shouldn't take it lightly just because people have been taking it for 60 years. Um, I think that in a lot of ways it needs to be Mm -hmm. revamped. Um, And I think they're trying to in some ways. Um, I'd really like to see a male birth control. Right. But (laughs) um, so, yeah, I just 
you know, I, on my Instagram at Essence Acupuncture, I try to talk about women's health, um, mostly because I'm so passionate about it. And there are some, some info on there and I follow a lot of great women that also talk about it. So if anyone ever needs help in that, I can point them in the right direction. You can message me on there and you can message Brit on at balanced Britta as well. And, um, she'll get you connected to someone as well. Um, so I just want people to know that they're not alone and I don't want them to feel like they only have one option because whether it be, you know, you have severe PMS or whatever, that there's not just the the pill or hormonal birth control. Like there's other things out there that can yeah, help you. Yeah, and it really does come down so much to those lifestyle choices that we make. And again, I was kind of saying those things were changing for me all at the same time. So I can't just like pinpoint one thing or the other that really worked for me. Um, but three things I will say just really quickly that helped me with what seemed to be like those really long periods that I was having. So from the time I got off of birth control till about like last year when I started to get my period back down to like a normal number of days, um, I stopped using toxic menstrual items. Um, I was buying like mainstream pads and tampons and For Mm -hmm. me, I think I was having a reaction to those that would actually make me like bleed longer, heavier and for more days. Because as soon as I switched over to organic cotton, um, tampons and pads, they got shorter. And then now like I'm using like the Diva Cup and they are continuing to be short. So I think I've always been sensitive to like toxic products. So that's something to do your research Mm -hmm. on and, and really know like what you're putting in or on your body. Um, and then I also started using some essential oils that correlated with with ovarian health, like ones that I knew were supportive um, to our cycle, things like clary mm-hmm. sage, um, copaiba, and lemon oil all really helped me. And, and if you have like more questions on those. I could go into way more detail on oils, but those are just like three of the essential oils that I found really worked for me. And then the final thing was like listening to my body and knowing what type of exercise that I needed for that day. Uh, because I am like a dog in the sense that like I need my exercise every day or else I'm pretty crabby. Um, but I was going super hard with exercise thinking that was the only way I would see results. And then again, when I got in alignment with my actual cycle and I started to figure out what exercises correlated best for me during my cycle. So say like when I was bleeding, I made sure to do like walking, yin yoga, gentle stretching. Um, and then versus when I was ovulating, like I liked high intensity workouts, um, stuff with like my kettlebells, like a boot camp type of thing. And then, you know, kind of stuff in between. So really getting in touch with how I was feeling and then matching my exercise, my food, my lifestyle choices with that really helped me a lot. Yeah, that's so important because like everyone's different and we all have different needs. So like not one diet is for any one person. Like I, you know, tell everyone to try 
any diet up they want really but if it makes you feel bad stop yeah. like it's not you know like if some if you eat something and you doesn't agree with you don't eat it like even if it's in the diet like don't eat it like your body's telling you to stop eating it or like for me I have come to realize you know for a long time I just thought I was lazy but I've come to realize like high intensity workouts are mm-hmm. not for me like I feel mm-hmm. depleted after mm-hmm. like all the time so I need more of like gentle workouts I like more of um you like doing like lifting and weights and stuff because I respond better to that um like cardio was not my friend I've tried it I can't do it (laughs) I feel like I'm gonna explode when I do it and then I'm just dead after and I want to eat like three entire pizzas like that's just not for me so you definitely I totally agree with that like you have to find what works for you and don't compare yourself to Mm -hmm. others like just because this other girl who's a fitness instructor does this, 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 and this doesn't mean that that's good right. for you. Um, it's just a lot of, it's really just playing with what makes mm-hmm. you feel good. It's really as simple as that. Like, does this make you feel good? Okay. Like, let's keep doing that. Um, so I totally agree. And back to what you said about the Diva Cup as well. I just want to touch on that because, well, honestly, that was life-changing. And I had the same exact thing happen to me, which is so weird. I thought it was in my head. But my period actually yeah. got shorter, like using a diva cup. I've had my girlfriends tell me was, that too, though, so we're not alone. <laughs> it's so crazy, and I feel like you're not impeding the flow as much as with like tampons and stuff. There's like yeah. this whole belief of free flow and stuff. Um, and you know what's also nice, especially as you know, acupuncturist, Chinese medicine practitioner, you can measure how much you're actually yeah. bleeding out in a cup like it tells you and then that gives us a lot of information because it's not just you know how many days are you bleeding it's how heavy are you bleeding like how much blood are you losing are you is it causing you to be anemic or you know what like maybe that's why you're so tired so it's the color too and I mean we could really just do like a whole episode on that and we should but um you know you can tell so much like are you depleted and you know I like to use how my I mean now that it's been long enough out and I'm also a little bit sick and twisted person but I like to use my period as like a gauge of how well I did that month with taking care of myself and if like my cramps are Mm -hmm. bad I think okay well did I really eat how I want to eat did I stay hydrated all month did I nourish myself and and usually on those months where I do have some bad cramps or something I can look back and be like you know what no I did not do that good this month in the sense of being as healthy as I could for food or maybe giving my body you know time to rest Um, but if we truly get an alignment with our cycle and we take that time on our period to have downtime, to reflect, to be home. And now, you know, a lot of us are in a situation where we are home and we can do that. Allow yourself to free bleed, as we were saying. And maybe it's, you know, you can look into buying some really um, inexpensive, organic, reusable pads or underwear on like, Mm -hmm. uh, there's all different places you can buy them online. But that is a really good opportunity to go inward and to allow that to happen. And I think the more comfortable you get with that part of yourself, it's just going to have a tremendous ripple effect in other aspects of like nourishing and loving and accepting your body. Yeah. It's so weird. Like once I started using the diva cup, I don't know about you, but like 
I actually like don't hate my period anymore because a I only have to change the cup every 12 hours like that's huge I wasn't changing a pad every two to four hours you know what I mean it's like not really that messy and I've also like because you have to insert it into yourself and pretty get get pretty intimate with yourself like I've just learned a lot about myself I've learned because I think living in this society where the patriarchy reigns that we've grown up thinking periods are disgusting and you know that we're unclean and you know there's all this history around it but I've come to realize like okay it's just blood honey like it's not I used to think it was so disgusting and now I'm like I don't care like it's 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 not disgusting at all and I've totally come become connected with myself on a whole new level that I'm so comfortable with like getting my period now and I just I like love that. I don't know if that happened with you. No, I with totally agree. Connecting with your cycle and stuff. I mean, it's just kind of like I've learned to love all aspects of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I still struggle with the acne, but it's just funny how you look at things differently because I'll be like, oh, I have a left chin pimple. Maybe that means because I am releasing my egg from my left ovary today. <laughs> like, what is wrong with me for thinking that? But no, it's like it's so much better than when I used to like beat myself up for, you know, thinking there was something wrong with me. So. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I've also seen, re- it's like just recently before we did this, recorded this podcast today, that like the quote, like I can do um, everything like you can do, but yeah. bleeding. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's just like it's so it really is empowering to think about it like we bleed every month and we still go to school we still go to work we still act up everything is fine and I think a we shouldn't we should be like you know we don't have to act a certain way because we're a bleeding human we should just we should be able to talk about it freely and openly but the fact that we can and we do it so well as women like we're just it's so empowering and like we're so strong like as yeah. as women to and be I able mean, to do we're that both in like our mid to late 20s and to for me to talk to the next generation under this like I talk to my younger cousins about things and they're asking me questions and I it I didn't have that guidance and I don't like to push like my opinion fully onto them either like I want them to have their own but I didn't have anybody to talk to about this kind of stuff with. It was like, let's just cover up the symptoms where like now we can be this voice to help empower the next generation to think about it. Um, but, you know, and I was even still careful then because I'm like, OK, I don't want them to get pregnant either. Though, so. <laughs> but, right. You know, but, um, so it was just, it's just really cool yeah. to be able to have that open dialogue, to talk about it, to not have like so much shame. I mean, we're undoing generations of shame right now anyways but yeah mm-hmm. centuries of shame so yeah, yeah I, I just think it's, it's I think mm-hmm. yeah I think you and I both do a good job at like I don't care I talk to anyone about anything pretty much I mean you know bearing some yeah. things but like I I'll talk to a guy about bleeding like I think we should like <laughs> it, they're gonna be uncomfortable about it I really don't care at this point like this is a natural thing like yeah you know you came out of your mother and she bleeds like please don't be grossed out about it yeah <laughs> it's such a a natural well, and I was just part thinking of about life. this too the app that I am on I've actually like my husband has the app 
too. So he gets oh, does to he? know me sometimes better than I would like him to know me. <laughs> uh, but then if that, you know, it doesn't even have to be like a, an issue or something that comes up. Like if it is on like one of those like red days of like, cause that's yeah. green light, red light kind of thing. So um, that's just been cool too. And just the conversation and the dialogue that I've been able to have like with my friends and my family and all of this now coming to the surface of like, we're all kind of in this together. So let's do what we can empower each other, try to be as natural as possible, but still holding space and knowing like when intervention is needed. For sure. Yeah. It's like, it's just so funny to see how far we've come because I feel like you know, you watch, like, old movies or old shows and, like, the guys and it will be like, oh, it's that time of the month, yeah. you know? Like, blaming blaming our valid emotions on, like, having your period. It's like, excuse me? Like, I can't be angry just to be right. angry. <laughs> and, like, if you are having PMS and, like, you are getting more emotional around a period, like, that doesn't, it doesn't have to be like that, you know? It's yeah. just, it, we're, we're getting yeah. there slowly, but surely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but this has been great. I think we should have more conversations around this topic. Um, so maybe if anybody has suggestions of like specific things we can talk on or something we brought up today, if we need more clarity around, we would love the feedback. But this was just kind of, uh, I think, yeah. like an intro to many conversations around women's health. So Definitely. Yeah, I would love to hear what people want to know more about and... Um... And their kind of opinions and thoughts. And you can tell us those on our Instagram for this podcast at In Touch Podcast. Um, Brittany, do you want to plug in where they can find yeah, you? Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most at balanced underscore Britta. Um, I'm also on Facebook. You can like my business page, Brittany Rose, comma, LMT stands for a licensed massage therapist i'm over there quite a bit too yeah and you can find me nicole at essence.acupuncture on instagram um and potentially if we get enough people we could probably start a facebook page for this podcast yeah as well um but i just wanted to let everyone know that we're so grateful for everyone that's listening Um, And if you ever have any questions, feel free to message us. And um, we can't wait to bring out more content. Yeah. And clearly, if you made it this far in the podcast, uh, you're here for a reason. (laughs) And it's time to really start taking your cycle seriously. All right. For sure. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye.